hello, hello. Welcome to episode 43 of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. Uh, this episode is for the month of May 2022. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Brian Reynolds, and I'm the Vice President of Marketing for Episcopal Retirement Services. And I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications and our Executive Producer. How are you, Kristen? Hi, Brian. Um, I'm terrific. May has been just a wonderful month full of lots of activity, and I'm excited for this podcast. Yeah, I'm so ready for summer and uh, the warm weather and the yeah. pool and the outdoor activities. It's, uh, it's certainly feeling, uh, feeling good. So this, uh, the Linkage podcast is dedicated to educating our audience about issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS and how that comes to life in our everyday act. Uh, and interactions with our residents, clients, families, and staff members. So Kristen, we have a a great show lined up. You want to tell us what we've got coming up? Yeah, thanks, Brian. We've got some um, really timely guests um, talking about some great topics. We have, of course, our president and CEO, Laura Lamb, who will Mm -hmm. give us an update on um, several things that have been happening all around uh, the ERS universe. And we've also got Um, a resident from one of our affordable living communities. And her name is Cindy Wiggum. And uh, she was a terrific guest as well. Great. Well, let's get this kicked off. Uh, You want to introduce Cindy? Yes. uh, I met Cindy several months ago, um, actually back last year when we um, cut the ribbon at Shepherd Ridge in Mm -hmm. Florence, Kentucky. And Mm -hmm. that's the community where Cindy lives. Um, Cindy uh, has had just sort of an amazing life. She's Mm -hmm. a vibrant uh, person who has many, many interests. And um, I've enjoyed meeting Cindy and getting to know her. Um, So let's uh, listen to my conversation with Cindy. to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be able to speak on the podcast. Yeah, you and I met quite a while back um, when I was visiting Shepherd Ridge down there in Florence, Kentucky, but we got to recently see each other in person um, at our yes. ballpark event, um, our sponsor appreciation event at the, the Reds game last week. So um was great to see you in person again. I was really excited to be um, included in the um, sponsor appreciation night at the Reds game. That's my very first um, ever live baseball game oh, that wow. I attended. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I really, I mingled quite a bit. Um, I brought a friend with me from Shepherd Ridge and she really enjoyed coming and um we stayed till the end of the game, actually. Um, and I was excited that the Cincinnati Reds won because they hadn't been doing that good lately. And it was exciting to be there when they won. Um, there was a couple of exciting moments during the game where someone caught a ball and then um, one of the players caught a ball for a, um, you know, a strikeout. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was kind of exciting to me. I was excited. Um, the handlebar club was along the Ohio river yeah. and Mike Rutledge. Um, yes. Mike's our uh, 
our integrative marketing manager. Yes. He knew quite a bit of history about the Ohio River in that particular section. And we saw this huge double barge coming from the Licking River entrance into the Ohio River. And we watched it turn. So it was exciting to be able to experience a lot of things that I had never experienced before. Um, I quite liked watching the, the things on the river. There was a paddle boat going by. And I intend to one day uh, book a perhaps lunch or dinner on the paddle boat and do a cruise up and down the Ohio River. Um, I think that would be exciting to do. Ah, that's for sure that um, we're just so fortunate in Cincinnati to have such a vibrant riverfront and, you know, history with the Roebling Bridge mm -hmm. there is so beautiful and just both the skyline in Northern Kentucky and in Cincinnati are beautiful and, and just lots of things happening and lots to do there. Yeah, it made a wonderful backdrop for, for our event. Yeah. Not, not that Great American Ballpark isn't fantastic itself, but boy, that riverfront really yeah. adds adds to it it's beautiful and my friend was quite excited and i was too after i saw the the torches light up yeah um i think they light up do they light up when someone gets struck out from the other side i can't i recall. do think that's yeah yes and fireworks if there's a home run and joey vada yeah. treated us to that so it was uh mm -hmm. quite the game and and a win so we got i think we got fireworks at the end too um so yeah really yeah really fun night. Um, lots of um, good mingling with all of our sponsors who help um, ERS do all of its good um, work, you know, serving elders in just all parts of the community. I was excited to see um, so many people I had met from uh, the ERS um, community already. Um, I had seen you and I love your cool glasses. <laughs> I'm very envious. I'd love to have a pair like that. But um, um, I had seen the president and CEO, which I don't recall ever meeting her before. Hmm. Um, I got to see Joy Bling and Mike Rutledge. And, um, you know, I had met, I think, except for the president, I think I had met all of you during our ribbon cutting yeah. uh, for the grand opening of the Shepherd Ridge apartment complex. And um, I was excited to be able to uh, join that too. And um, then um, you had come by with Mike and a couple of other people. I think Jake Kittenbrink yes. was with you too. Um, to speak about how I got here and, you know, the things I went through and stuff like that. And took pictures of my Daisy, which is, um, uh, well, we kind of call her the mascot because she was the first dog here. And uh, she's so sweet. And um, she's an Australian shepherd, uh, red Merle with a big heart on her back. Uh, she's very sweet and she's 16 years old. Um, I wish I could say I had her for 16 years, but I adopted her from someone who was neglecting her when she was seven years old. And uh, she's just such a wonderful creature. And um, I have a big cat named Loki orange and white and they love each other and I'm just so happy to have them and be able to have them here at Shepherd Ridge and um, Daisy is so comfortable here and um, uh, well, that she is, loves the people. That is awesome. definitely evident when you meet Daisy she's relaxed and you can tell that she loves people 
and that she is enjoying her life in retirement at Shepherd Ridge along with you, which I think is just, is just perfect. And, you know, part of what we're able to offer in the communities is really that people don't have to give up their pets, um, you know, within reason, there are a few limits, but, um, yeah, people need their pets, don't they? They do, especially older people. And a lot of the people here, uh, have told me they wish they could have a dog, but they didn't feel able to, you know, um, walk them a lot and, you know, take care of them the way they should be. And, um, it's kind of sad, but they kind of fill the void with, with Daisy and some of the other dogs here. When we go in and out of the building, a lot of people will call them over and pet them. And Daisy's always happy to be petted. She goes up to people to get her pets and, uh, she actually smiles, I think. And, um, some people she's learned who has treats, <laughs> um, the manager, Kristen, and then Mary, who is taking over now, uh, always have treats in their office. And as soon as we come back in, she heads right to the office. It's like, nope, we're not going home yet. We're going to the office. And she gets her treats. And uh, she's so happy about that. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I know and that. She stops by certain people's doors because she knows they give her treats. I'm like, no, you're not getting another treat now. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And I know your, your neighbors there do really love her. And I know that they also, you know, appreciate you and what you bring to the community. I think you told me about an art club that you were starting there. Oh, yes. I have loved arts and crafts since I was kid and had always chosen books um not only about animals but um arts and crafts and I would make things and um bring them into school sometimes and uh not really show them off but just you know play with them uh when I had uh free time mm -hmm. and um I have I don't know it it's just like an eclectic arts and crafts kind of thing I have going on and mm -hmm. um I wanted to make an art and craft um, club. So I call it KISS, uh, Keep It Sweet and Simple. <laughs> and the first group of people I had were about five people. And I wanted to kind of do some recycling at the same time. So I asked people to bring like a jar, like, you know, a tomato sauce jar, something, you know, we could put uh, flowers in. Yeah. And uh, for the first club meeting, I donated um all the things except for the glass jar. I did have one or two in case people didn't have one. Um, and one lady was concerned because her hands shake a lot. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, I, I can't do that. I said, yes, you can. And she insisted she couldn't. And her husband said, honey, why don't you try? And I said, I will be there. I will help you. Um, I used to teach arts and crafts to kids when I was at a school for 27 and a half years. And um, I always had an art group with my aftercare group. And one of my teachers wanted me to do arts and crafts with the kids because she didn't like it. She knew I did. So I found a lot of joy in that. Mm -hmm. And everybody came together that wanted to do it. And um, a lot of people said, oh, I don't know if I could do that because I had made one previous to show people what they could do. Mm -hmm. And uh, some people wanted it. <laughs> I told one lady she could have it after the season because I wanted to decorate the community room table because it's kind of bland in there and I said we need to decorate this place so um people uh chose the ribbon they wanted to wrap around um they chose the flowers they wanted and the greenery 
and um, I had those glass beads or marbles to put in the bottom of the jar to give it a little bit of stability. And uh, she was really concerned. I said, come sit by me. And I, and I told everybody uh, what they needed to do. It was pretty simple. I wanted to make the group simple and easy for people who did have um, fine motor skill difficulties and uh, something that wasn't going to cost a lot of money. Because yeah. even though I sponsored the first one with my um, uh, arts and crafts items, I asked that they give me 5 or $6 each month that we do it so I can buy the materials. Right, yeah. Um, because unfortunately, if I could afford to do them all, I would not even ask for that. But I, I know I can't. Um, so anyway, she sat by me. She picked out her flowers and she arranged them the way she wanted them to be. She picked out her ribbons. And all I did was just glue the ribbon on and make a bow. And uh, she put the beads and the flowers in them the way she wanted them. And I just tweaked it a little bit. And she was so happy. And um, whenever someone comes into the room that hasn't seen the flowers yet, they say, oh, my gosh, these are so pretty. And I said, yeah, we did them in our club. And I said, our next club is going to be clay pots and we're going to paint them. And uh, our new manager, Mary, has ordered them. And we're going to put some soil and some little succulents in there. Mm. And um, everybody in the building won't want to make one. Um, there seems to be about 15 people who really enjoy doing things like that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to paint the ones that for them. Um, and it's going to be so cute, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we have a nice patio with tables and chairs. And I think we're going to put some out there, too. Oh, that sounds great. What a great project. And really, you know, that's um, just a perfect example of, you know, in at our affordable living communities, we want people to come together to build community. And it's it's so generous of you, not only to give your art supplies, but also just your your love of creating things and sharing that with your neighbors. Well, I love to bring joy to people. It it makes me feel good inside. Um, otherwise, I would be sitting in my apartment you know, just watching TV all the time. So recently we have gotten some things to be involved in, in our community. Um, we have a nutrition class. Some people have signed up for, mm -hmm. and, um, someone comes to teach us, uh, you know, the proper things about nutrition, how to eat and, you know, avoid those things that really, really don't need to be eating. And they actually make one of the recipes while we're there and we're learning and we get to eat something yummy that isn't very expensive or doesn't have a lot of calories and it's fun and everybody gets together we can ask questions um and then one day um i think it's every other week we have um a fitness expert and she comes by and we do chair exercises which are very good and i really you know you wouldn't think that you would really get a workout doing that but you actually do <laughs> and so i enjoy that and um let me see what else do we have oh we have our bible uh club where we come together and we have coffee and um snacks afterwards and uh so you know we bring our bibles and our questions and read uh passages from the bible because you know despite our age um some people haven't gotten into or know that much about bible mm -hmm. and so you know it's kind of a you know uh you can just ask any question and some people may know the answer. They may not, uh, but it's just a joy. 
able to get together as a Christian group um, to study uh, the Bible. Yeah, well, that's quite so a I variety really enjoy of things. That as well. That's a huge variety of things you guys have going on down there, which is nice. You know, a little something for everyone and for, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's offered and, and open right. and free, free to anybody that wants to join in, but it's not, you know, it's not mandatory by any means. It's mm-hmm. just, it's there for, for anyone that would enjoy it. That, exactly. That's a really great example. Well, the last thing Once I a month. touch on, um, Cindy, is the, uh, the landscaping outdoors. Now you mentioned you're going to do a project to help decorate oh, the outdoor yeah. tables, but tell us a little bit about um, the landscaping and, and how you've been involved in, uh, in shaping how that looks too. Um, Jay called me just yesterday, Jake Kittenbrink. And I was so excited when I saw daffodils and other flowers popping up out of the ground. I'm like, where did those come from? And I found out that he had planted them. And we spoke when he was here um, uh, last year about yeah. possibly bringing some more flowers and plants to landscape um, our outside. And I'm really pleased that we have like a tree line. Um, it feels kind of like we're in a rural area, even though we're right like in the middle of Florence, because um, we're kind of tucked back away uh, from the main highway here. And um, everybody's been talking about more flowers, more plants, and we have gazebo, and can we hang plants from that and stuff like that. And um, he asked if I would get together with him and discuss it. And he's coming tomorrow, actually, to bring plants with him. And we're going to discuss um where to put them, what other plants we might like, things like that to make it more homey, to make it, you know, a lot of people, we don't have patios, except, I mean, we have the outside patio outside the community room, Mm -hmm. but some people come from homes or other apartment buildings that they had a patio, like Mm -hmm. for instance, I came from a house in Alabama and I had my own garden. I grew uh, flowers and plants and I discovered late in life and maybe a lot of older people discovered that they can actually grow things and they can thrive under their tutelage mm-hmm. um, because, you know, you can't, now that Google's so popular, you can kind of look up things and say, oh, I have this plant. How can I best take care of it? What kind of sun does it need, et cetera, et cetera. And I had quite a large thriving uh, plant and uh, patio um, garden in Florida. And then when I moved to Alabama, I had um, outside tomato plants and cucumbers and squash grown, and I was so excited, and I tended my plants like they were my little babies. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to yeah. grow and thrive, and, and they were very good, you know, when you have your own fresh-grown uh, vegetables, and um, unfortunately, I had to move away from Alabama, but I was already planning my next garden. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be a raised garden, and I'll ask Jay about that if that's possible. Um, Because some people, you know, might like to plant some tomatoes or, you know, something like that. They're not hard to take care of. Right. So, right. And so everybody has been talking about, you know, more plants, more flowers. And unfortunately, a couple of things that were planted um, when it was originally landscaped, uh, some of the trees didn't make it. So we're going to ask him if he can replace those with something a little more hardy, maybe. Um, But we're all excited about it. Well, yeah, it's just a beautiful setting there because like you mentioned, it's sort of the best of both worlds. You've got that wooded area, but yet you're just, you know, walking distance to things that you might need, um, 
you know, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. really a, a great location for, for our residents there because it, it is in, in a kind of a bustling area, but yet it's got that like quiet, peaceful part too. That's, um, that's yes. it's really nice to have, you know, when you, when you like to sit outside and just enjoy nature a little bit. Yeah, it serves both of my needs. I'm a city girl, so I can go down the street and get to something if I need to pick up something at the store. Um, And it also feeds my need for peace and nature. Um, I have seen deer out here. Um, I saw coyote one night. (laughs) Wow. Um, I've seen a raccoon. Um, I've seen um, all kinds of tracks, deer tracks, everything out there. Because, you know, I take Daisy out along the tree line and she doesn't go into the forested area. But right now it's so lush and beautiful and green. And we have so many flowering things. It's just, it excites me, you know. Um, Cause I get my little bit of a garden space as well as city space. So I really love this place. Well, Cindy, on that note, I think we've touched on some great topics today. I will have to have you back. Cause I know you and I have a lot of other things we can talk about, but thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Well, thank you for inviting me. I was really excited about um, joining your podcast and um, you Stay blessed and safe, and um, I'll talk to you again soon. Kristen, what a wonderful interview with Cindy. She's certainly uh, very active and sounds like a, a leader down at Shepherd Ridge, and and it was fun to hear her talk about our uh, our sponsor night down at the uh, Cincinnati Reds game. Uh, recently. Yes, Cindy is a very engaged uh, resident. Uh, She likes to um, do things in the community that help her neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, Her dog Daisy is a a favorite of many who um, really aren't managing to, you know, keep a pet of their own, but, you know, they love to to see Daisy every week, Mm -hmm. every day and, and love on her. And uh, she's, uh, She's just really a great neighbor to everyone down at Shepherd Ridge. Wonderful, wonderful. It's always great to have uh, leaders within communities that are um, leading things like the art club. Yes. You guys talked about, so that's great. Absolutely. Well, next up, we're going to listen to Brian's conversation with our president and CEO, Lara Lamb. Uh, They're going to give us an update on what's happening all around ERS. So I'm back with President and CEO Laura Lamb. How are you, Laura? I'm doing well, Brian. How about you? Doing good. It's nice as we're here on the uh, at the beginning of summer here and the summer activities, and it's warming up, and uh, there's baseball and and outdoor activities. So it's 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 good to finally kind of see the celebration of summer. Oh. Well, like you, it's my favorite time of the year. Right. The right. hotter, the better, right, Brian? Exactly, exactly. And with, with that, um, we've had a pretty busy month, haven't we? Oh my goodness! Yes, we need to take a take a nap after all that all we did in May. <laughs> right, right. So we started um, kind of mid month as as the warm weather started hitting with our celebration 
uh, of the, the grand opening uh, at New Carlisle Village. And we had a, a great chance to, to talk and meet the, the residents and the locals in, uh, in New Carlisle. It was such a great event, wasn't it? And it was so nice yeah. to, to meet the residents. And I'll tell you, the front porches, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we made an investment in front porches because it brings a community out and together. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that three or four residents specifically called the front porches out as one of the best parts of the renovation. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a beautiful community. Um you know, beyond that, some great common spaces and, and uh, outdoor exercise spaces and things like that. I was, I was, it was really cool to see how that, that came together. Yeah, the before and after, I remember going up years and years ago and um, to be able to see it, I w- had the chance to go during construction and then at the end. So right. it's so much fun to watch a community transform. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then speaking of transforming, just a few days later, we had our, our grand, uh, our, our, our groundbreaking celebration. Finally, after a couple of years to be able to get people together was a lot of fun. Yeah, I love how you stumble over what to call it because we did, didn't we? It's right. like, we felt so silly calling it a groundbreaking because we've been mm-hmm. break, breaking ground. But right. you know, when you do a when you break ground during a global pandemic, you can't gather. Right. <laughs> So that was fun. That was fun to see people and to see our personal care building come alive and be mm-hmm. able to visualize how the residents are going to interact in the wonderful, large spaces, spacious apartments, and then be yeah. able to, you know, have community with others in a great open space and a kitchen area. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, there was definitely a buzz after, Mm -hmm. you know, having been able to kind of walk through that and see that and then just imagine that, that amenity garden that that Mm -hmm. will be out there as the residents can either sit, you know, front if they're in the personal care area or in their new uh, Dudley patio home. Gosh, I I, I could really see that, um, that vision coming to life. Mm -hmm. It's so much fun for those of us like you that were able to help design it and then see it just come in. It's kind of, kind of like a coloring book, you know, you, it comes alive as you put the mm-hmm. colors um, on the page. It's fun. Yeah. 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 And, and to have so many different people from, from different, you know, pl- I, I guess different audience members, maybe mm-hmm. that audience isn't the right mm-hmm. word, but, but yeah. people from the diocese, the Bishop was there, right. residents were there, people from the community. So that was really board fun members. It was nice. It was. It was good. Well attended, and mm-hmm. like you said, there was a, just a real buzz of excitement. Right, right, right. And then just uh, last week, we were able to have our our second, uh, I, I guess, uh, 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 element in our gala series with our sponsor night at the Reds game, and that was that was quite a bit of fun as well. Brian, I tell you, I think it was our best event yet. I'm just going to say it. I just, it was so nice to, I think what you and Joy and her team have done to kind of reinvent kind of our gala series. And I I have to have a thank you to Joanne and and Linda um, for helping us as our, our volunteer leadership. And, you know, the 
it was just a, first of all, it was a beautiful day The mm-hmm. um, the prayers were answered that the storm stayed away, but right. boy, it was so fun to just have a night at the ballpark again, gathering together, being able to enjoy and thank our sponsors who frankly, without them, a lot of our, you know, charitable work would not happen because they're significant right. to our success. Right. Right. Yeah. I think having these smaller, more intimate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, events are really a nice way to come kind of out of this mm-hmm. period of COVID where we've been a little bit more isolated. And I, mm-hmm. didn't you think that people were really grateful to have these oh, opportunities gosh. to get together? Yes. Yes. And I have to say, you say, these smaller events coming out of COVID, I'm just going to put a plug. I hope we never go back to the masses because that that's always been challenging. I know for you and your role and myself and others, I know for joy, it's like you on those events, you know, you go home at night and you think, Oh, I didn't speak to so-and-so. And, you know, you physically can't speak to everyone, but on these events, you can be it's like, I love that word. It's much more intimate and mm-hmm. we, we can celebrate and be thankful for a particular audience or group and just make sure right. that they know how much we appreciate them. Right, right. Well, we've got some more events to yeah. look forward to with residents and donors yeah. and people from the community, whether it's It'll at the High Park year. Country Club or Peter Loon or our Jazz and at the Mance at the end of the year. I think yep. it's it's going to be a fun, fun series of parties. Uh, I bet every time we have a party and we talk about it, I'm going to say, I think that was the best ever. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly, exactly. And like you said, we were so, there was some divine intervention between, uh, between that night and even down at ECH where the rain was appearingly coming and just didn't come until maybe about 15 (laughs) minutes right afterwards. So, yeah. um, So uh, we'll take it. Thank you, God. Right. (laughs) Right, right. Well, uh, just to transition from the, some of the celebrations, I know, you know, you and I have had some discussions on this topic and our, our hearts are, are heavy after the events of Buffalo and um, particularly in light of, of how important, um, you know, the topic of we can do better has come uh, almost two years now when we introduced this initiative or you introduced this initiative um, to the company, and and we had this opportunity to discuss it with the staff just last week. And I wonder if you could maybe talk a little bit about um, maybe your feelings uh, on, on the topic and 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 our response as a as a company. I I'd love to. I mean, you know, frankly, two years after the murder of George Floyd, mm-hmm. I you know. I just wish we weren't talking about it, Brian. I wish we weren't taking step backs. And I think that's where our hearts all are. It's like, it feels like we're moving backwards instead of forward. And we can't succumb to that negativity and we have to keep moving forward. And it's, it's a really sad day in one perspective, but then I look back and I'm so proud of the work that um, our team and our staff have done that it's been consistent. We haven't been that organization that started something and then Buffalo happened and we said, oh, 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 gosh, we remember we need to do something. We've been doing it consistently on a monthly basis with our, with our staff team. And so this last staff meeting, we, 
you know, we felt compelled to acknowledge it mm -hmm. and say, this is, this is not where we want to be. Right. Um, and it's up to each of us um, individually and collectively mm -hmm. to go back and remind ourselves of what, why we're doing this work and what we've learned over the last two years. And right. I think you leading our multicultural affinity group did an amazing job kind Thank of framing uh, framing that for us. And, you know, on that call, you used yourself as an example. I'll use myself as an example with you is that, mm -hmm. you know, those events that happened in Buffalo happened like hours after I lost my mother-in-law. Right. And I share that not as an excuse, but the fact that there's always a reason to get busy and not, ref not stop and lean into that horrific moment and say enough, right. when is enough going to be enough? Right? Right, right. And so I, I had a lot of guilt because the things that I've learned, right. I didn't do, I didn't do this time right after Buffalo because right. I was consumed in grief and, right. you know, okay, lamb, other people are consumed in a different kind of grief, right? And yeah. so I have to show up for other people in my life exactly. um, yep. every time, every day. Yep. And so you reminded us that there are ways that all of us can make a difference in our small part mm -hmm. of the world. And if we all did that, if we all mm -hmm. did that, then maybe we would be further ahead than we are today. So, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, as, as I was really reminded, there's, there's, you know, you can get so numb and pass yeah. over these events and lump them all together. And then a few conversations can really wake yeah. you up that, yeah. you know, you can be more sensitive, you can reach out, right. um, you can have dialogue. So, you know, what, what, what would be some of those takeaways yeah. that, that, you know, are on your mind coming out of an event like this to, maybe help us carry forward? Well, you know, I think first and foremost, I think sometimes, particularly me as a white woman, I can only speak for myself, is that, you know, you know, I hesitate, you know, do I reach out to people? Right. And the underlying answer is yes, reach out to people, you know, just acknowledge that, you know, I, I called one person that I'm friends with and said, this world is messed up. That's all I said, mm -hmm. this world is messed up. And it yeah. just opened a dialogue to, so check yeah. in with people, you know, this is our chance to, you know, what have we learned about being an ally? You know, right. let's, let's go back to that and say, how do we show up for people? How do right. we reach out in a compassionate, thoughtful, listening way? Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, I think, and we've talked about this a lot, when you hear something that isn't consistent with our values and or we can do better and our feelings about the world. We have, we, you know, hear something, do something, say yeah. something, you got to speak up. Right. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to be a big confrontation. I mean, what did we learn from, what was that book we read? Um, what if I say something wrong? Right. You know, you're going to say something wrong. Yeah. It's okay. Just do it out of a, a and what Verne taught us is, Tell me more about that. Say more about that. Right. Hey, can, can we talk about that? I mean, you can do it in a very approachable map manner, but again, it's all about that dialogue, mm -hmm. it's all about getting 
people to talk and and hear perspectives and maybe plant a seed for curiosity or a discussion later on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it just leads to relationships. And when sure. you have relationships, yeah. it, it really yeah. strengthens bonds and understanding right. And, right. and trust over right. time. So it, it all leads in. I think we found that over the last yeah. couple of years. For sure, for found. sure. And the, the, the dialogue with our staff group was so rich and so honest and so raw and so right. empathetic. It was, it was, it was difficult, but it was so good right. to be part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think as we were talking at the top of the, the discussion, you know, a year ago, we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the trial of, of George Floyd and, and the, the, the justice that was mm-hmm. able to be had for, um, for the family and for the black community, community. and yeah. as, as a step in, in healing and to have the, that was another good point of dialogue then. So to your point, nobody wants to have these tough discussions when we have a crappy event like this, but it's so important to have it. Absolutely. Well, and, and you said there's, there's been some real, um, you know, some, some real progress in the organization. I know we've, we're on the second year of our leading age intern um, mm-hmm. um, right. and the scholarship, uh, I think is, there's going to be an announcement for our, our Lauren Brown. Um, Empowerment uh, fund. Right. Coming yeah. up. So it's, um, it, it is good to see that progress. Continue it really is. And, you know, donors are really interested in our fund mm-hmm. because it's, it's more than what, some other organizations are doing, and it's it's going to change. You know, the goal of the empowerment fund is to change people's lives, and right. You know, there people like myself and you, and mm-hmm. people even outside of the organization that are very very interested in making making um, an impact in people's lives. Right. So much like Lauren was was, oh, was doing in our organization. Yes. Right. She and was impacting lives. Right. Yeah. yeah. Good to give back. Right. Right. Well, Laura, thank you so much for another great update, even discussing tough topics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's very, um, very important to keep the dialogue going, as you, as you said. So thank Absolutely. you so much. You are welcome. Thank you for including me. All right. We'll talk to you next month. Okay. Bye-bye. shortage of topics um, from Laura there. It was great to hear about all of our events that we've been um, gathering to find, you know, safe ways to get together. It's felt so good to do that. But then also, um, you know, I credit Laura with giving us that safe space within ERS for us to talk about these tougher topics um, and, and finding ways to care for, you know, our team members who are maybe experiencing some pain from, from these things that are happening all around, uh, the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to celebrate, but we also have to recognize when our, our black brothers and sisters are, are, are struggling, um, and to have that open dialogue and, and let people know we're all allies and we want to continue conversations, um, and then to see and say something when we hear that something's not right, I think is, is really important as we, we talked about. So, uh, yeah, I certainly appreciate 
those open conversations and how willing Laura is to, to have those discussions because it is so important. Well, with that being said, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us for this latest episode of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information about us, you can visit our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have lots of great content, including our Linkage online blog, resources to learn more about aging and the services we offer, and much, much more. You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within ERS and our communities. If you have any questions or feedback for us, uh, please email us at info at erslife.org. Uh, we love hearing from our listeners. Uh, the Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Dav- Davenport and myself, Brian Reynolds. Our technical director is Caroline Perrier, who's done an amazing job putting this podcast together. I'd like to thank our guests today, uh, Cindy Wiggum, and of course, a special thank you, as always, to our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds, and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to our podcast next month. Thanks so much, Kristen. Yep, looking forward to talking in June.